Hi again, it's Lisa Morrell with ePoint Alchemy, and I'm so happy that you decided to join us for the VIP section of these incredible interviews. And of course, now we have with us Anna Twenty. Anna, welcome back to you as Thank well. You, Thank you. Uh, after we listened to your uh, conversation, we learned so many things and thank you for that. And now in this special bonus conversation, I've asked Anna if she would share with us something about the way she does her healing with horses. So, and for horses, there's so many different things. I'm gonna leave it to you, Anna, and, and you can kind of tell us how you wanna. You know, it first began actually in California where I brought Reiki energy healing to the horses there and it probably unfolded there. Monty Roberts is quite a well-known horse whisperer and I was fortunate to be at the right place at the right time and become the head instructor there. As I was doing so, I would bring Reiki to the horses. Not every horse would make it, ton of racehorses there. And there's always going to be an individual that doesn't necessarily make it through. See, I began to look at that for myself and always felt that it would be supportive for the horses in their time of transition, to infuse them with the energy, to know that there's a degree of hope, to have somebody that sees them, which is a huge piece and a huge part of it, somebody that cares and gives them the time that's required. I didn't realize then that other individuals would feel that they'd been attuned incorrectly with Reiki. And some of the students that I would meet in my time would say, I've never used Reiki since because the animals would cross over. And I'm thinking, why would you wonder about that? And they thought they'd been attuned wrong. There's no such thing as being attuned incorrectly. It would be that it's part of your calling to support an individual from dogs, cats, horses, exotics, to help them cross over, to help them perhaps have some ease of pain emotions and like I said a heartbeat that is here that supports them energetically and beyond. It was really wonderful to take it to Mustang Sanctuary. I was fortunate to leave Monty's and I went to return to Freedom Wild Horse Sanctuary where Neda's viewpoint was if the horses volunteer we gentle them but she also had the viewpoint of if they were poorly sick we would help them. And suddenly again, the doors opened for the Reiki to go, you know what, we can gentle these wild ones while sending true love, where perhaps we couldn't just touch them, pull gentling, all of these things were ineffective or inappropriate for that moment, but the Reiki could do it. We could beam energy. We can let them know we mean no harm, not purely by the way we move or the way we talk, but the way we feel. And it would be non-intrusive. It exploded for me that way because I realized that individuals wouldn't know how to take it to the wild horse or those in need and what it looked like and what were the hand positions anyway. What does that mean? I ended up going to the Bitterroot Ranch in Wyoming and I've been going for 16 years now taking healing horses there, but fortunate too around the world to Europe, Costa Rica, so Central America and other locations to teach people all about what is this? What is this art that is the largest known art around the world? And how does it not just impact us, but the horses? Well, we have such things as Reiki registers and you can see it on the horses that they don't normally give unless we're running energy. Be it that their eyes shut, that they can release what no longer serves them, 
be it that we see an emotional response. I had that in Sweden where this horse threw herself into the practitioner, was actually winking her vulva, pinning her ears and went through this huge emotional release. Unexplainable, unexplainable truthfully. So suddenly, so much experience came up for me to go, this is what's happening. We can reach them on an emotional, mental, physical level. They too store their emotions in their body. So when it's said that a horse is in the present time alone, that's not entirely true. What it means is when they're in training, they're in the present time because they're focused on the person in front of them. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they can't grieve or be hurt. That they're carrying their loss of their child with them. Absolutely, they can manifest the disease just like you and I, and it will be held in their, in their cells. So important, not only do they take on their own life path and that of their children and even their parents, but they can also take on ours. And so in the coaching industry, it's so important to look at where would the energetic cleansing take place, be that through crystals, essential oils or any modality that you love it doesn't have to be reiki i ended up opening the class up and not calling it reiki energy healing it could be energy healing of all sorts because perhaps you have the one that speaks to your heart while miracles happen for me in reiki they happen everywhere so what it helped to develop this was to say let's look at the horse whispering and identify the reiki registers and what they look like. So people would realize it's not just about a simple licking and chewing and a head drop and a softening of the eye and then move on with your hand positions. Quite the contrary, to realize when they're releasing, one would stay put. Perhaps they're going to yawn 50 times. They might cock their leg. And the horse whispering plays a big part because what if they're unable for you to place your hands on their heart? Just like mm -hmm. us, they have a heart guard and it's just too early. And who are we anyway to enter their world and go, I can give you Reiki on your heart and then I'm walking out of your life just as instantaneously as I came in, I'll be gone, but open your heart up. It's not always appropriate and applicable. So to understand that the horses too might need time to open the heart is important to realize that heart to heart is very vulnerable. And we might come in on the side, there's what's called a brachial chakra, and it's the scapula of the horse and it's a non-invasive location to begin the heart-to-heart -heart connection mm -hmm. so when we look at the horses it's important we ask permission from the guardian the legal guardian and we ask permission from the horse which we can easily do through muscle testing so a sway test back and forth anybody can do that where they find their center and the important piece is to get connected to spirit to source to go to the higher self of the individual. Otherwise we can influence that outcome. But asking permission is important. Um, and then when we facilitate that healing, for me, I talked about in my opening speech, the blank canvas. And that's what energy healing for me is, is to have the blank canvas of Reiki to say, okay, here I am connected to source, allowing this energy to move through me to you generally speaking, through our heart and our hands, and then watching and listening and observing and learning to stay put exactly where that pause is. When we do that, the horses will move us. What, they, what that means is they will move themselves 
so that we move our hands to new locations. They can literally place their hands. They could do their very own chakra balancing by placing your hands by moving forward. You see, and there's so much to it. In, in one sense, it's a quarter reiki, no fault, where you can do no harm. But in another sense, I have observed over the years that perhaps people misunderstood when that horse walked away. They were taking a breather. They were going to go and pee, go and have a break at the water trough. And indeed, that session was not over. So if we pause again and we wait, we can see if they're coming back, just like you and I. Sometimes we have to process something and they do too. And so that processing is standing by and observing. Will you come back? I've been fortunate, we talked about the travels, but I've been fortunate to travel to Costa Rica, England, Germany, throughout the United States and bring energy healing to horses that way. No matter if it's on the full gentling for the nurse foals and the premarins, indeed for the tribal horses and the mustangs, no matter how we integrate it in or to performance horses, there's not one life less or more valuable than another. Most recently, I was in Oregon, helping with a hundredfold rescue. The tribes have to cut back. There's going to be 12, uh, 2,000 horses coming off. And unfortunately, as <clears throat> they get choked up, we can't save them all. The mares will not make it. And... Um, they'll be sold in a, in a not so good way. And the rescue I teamed with rescues the babies and the yearlings. And so we were fortunate to be part of approximately 40 or 50 babies to give them the correct start in life, not through running them in shoots or roping and choking them, but through communication, through dialogue, from one heart to another, but with the structure of understanding the language of Equus. Well, with it, Oregon has suffered six months worth of fires and the air quality is poor. Indeed, one day it went all the way up to 400 while 500 is a bad place to be outside. But we were outside with the equine warriors. While we're out there, perhaps he was just a few months of age and they come in snotty nosed often and little coughs, but the cough got exasperated due to the fire so much so that he had a fever. It didn't matter if he was gonna to go to the vets, which he did do the same day. For me, it matters what we do in between. We got him ready and this is the psychology part and the physiology part to say, okay, we're gonna get you ready for a thermometer and a weight tape and two people handling you because you came in feral, untouchable. But by the time we were finished on day five or six, we did all of that so that when he got to the veterinarians, he would not be in so much stress that they were under time constraints and didn't know the, the handling of a wild horse. He passed with flying colors, but we did not stop there. For, for me, as I get choked up, for me, it goes beyond that of what do I know and what can I do? I always bring in what I know. We gave him dynamite supplements or organic supplements. And we gave him a syringe full of Miracle Clay, which is bentonite clay, and Dynapro, which is a prebiotic. Trace minerals can support the gut as well. And often we give this to the foals as a prerequisite to any chemical so that we can line their gut, ultimately support the gut in general, perhaps pull out some worms. But if they had ulcers, protect the, the gut before we use chemicals but it got him ready for syringe. 
it created a coolness in his tummy. We gave him that to say, okay, if you're under stress because you're bound to have ulcers, this will help you. We gave him the peppermint on his chest, a beautiful oil. It was the only one I realized, you know, with the, the smoke to go, you know what, I, I think this will help your digestion. It will help your breathing. We even looked at the Beamer. We didn't have quite enough time. And that's a PEMF device. We didn't have enough time yeah. Yeah. before we went to the vet, but it was there. We were charging it up. It was there to go. We're pulling out these stops. And of course, any Reiki hands that we have from a moment of a prayer lifting up to laying on of hands to sending him in the energy when we had to load him. The kid had never been out of the area and he led like a gem. And then we had to put a foot at a time onto the trailer. And I sent one of my instructors who was just gonna make sure he got there safely, but I sent them a text to say, stay with him, stay with him, hold space for him, stand up for him. He was wild five days ago. Let's be there for him because he knows our methods. And the methods are those that bridge the gap between wild and domestication, but it bridges the gap between our world and theirs. It is the horse's language. The horse's language is not innate, it's learned. And so we've adjusted it from years of wild horses all over the, the world. I've studied it to say, you know, we can talk with you in a way you understand. You know, on a good note, he went, he had pneumonia, he's safe, he's sound. And I still look back to go, we did every modality we could as well as practicality. It's one of many stories uh, that, are, that are huge and it's a little bit of a heavier story with a good outcome. But he, here's a funny story, if, if I may. We're in Costa Rica and we're in Costa Rica and these are dude horses. So a string of Appaloosa dude horses. And where we went, he, he's not familiar with Reiki, but bless him, he allowed me to do my thing. It's a Reiki energy healing for horses piece. And we go riding with intuitive riding and he's got a big heart, but he wants it right to hit for his clients. So here we are, it's a day of Reiki for horses. We've been riding over the week. We've learned liberty and the language of the horse. And these horses are standing in the corral, just waiting to go out with humans and to schlep them all over 1,000 feet high in, in minutes because Costa Rica's high and low. But no, this day was not about us. It was about serving them. It was about giving back to them. It wasn't about what can you do for me today? It was about what can I do for you today? And so we stepped into that, taking the energy healing to the horses. Beautiful, we use our pendulums and we've got the animal totem pendulums. We bring the essential oils in. Everybody loves it. The horses are talking in another way, energetically through Reiki registers and through their language of the horse anyway. And one of the young fillies lies down. She lies down. We get beautiful pictures. She's soaking it up. She's so relaxed. She's taking in the Reiki. When we finish, their backs had lifted. I wish I'd got the before and after. The backs of the top line kind of had come up. The backs were lifted. Instead of sleeping in the sand corral, they were playing, they were frolicking. They looked alive. The spark in the eye, instead of the kind of the, the clouded eye like that, the spark was there. It, everything changed. It was incredible to watch. Well, 
he comes back. He comes back and he says, I got the call from the village because imagine here's the arena and up here was the road going up. He said, I got the call from people in the village. I think multiple calls. They'd said, what's happening to your horses? They're killing your horses. <laughs> They're killing them. So bless them. They'd never heard of energy healing for horses. Of course not, because they are livestock and they're also there to make money, etc. And bless him. He had enough trust in me to know that we were not killing the horses. There was no colicking going on. In fact, it was the horse so relaxed that the villagers had never seen a horse so relaxed in human One that laid down? Yeah. And it was a funny story. Of, oh my God, no. And he was laughing and said, I knew everything was okay. But that was the beauty. These horses had not experienced it. And they felt the trust. They felt the love. They felt the safe place to be. And it doesn't take them long. It doesn't take the horses long. And I referenced the Bitterroot. It's one of the fa favorite places for me. We go in a corral and there's over a hundred horses. And once a year we go in that corral. And it's really neat because the jungle drums go around. And these horses, at first they think you're wranglers coming in with a halter and they look around and okay, whatever, I'll just sleep. And it's my time until I get pulled out. And then they see the Reiki angels offering it. And then they suddenly come up and you get what I call a conveyor belt. One horse is here, then another, then another, and they're waiting. You get surrogate horses next to the Reiki, taking it in. Right. You get Reiki junkies where they pin the ears and they own the practitioner. And so there's so many scenarios that I love it to go, you know what, for those that are skeptical, you see the response from these horses and out of character responses, you know, you're, you're the flow, you're allowing the flow, you're, you're part of that divine flow and it's not coming from inside of you it's coming from within certainly but from outside through you and I love the fact that one connect can connect to the light in that way that these horses instantly feel it and they show it so people that learn the Reiki one and two because for me that's a prerequisite if you're not learning Reiki for horses unless you're attuned to Reiki you could be doing your own energy or other modalities but certainly for Reiki you need to be attuned and so if the individual can't feel it or sense it on themselves in those first couple of days they definitely will see it on the horses because the horses don't lie yeah it's undeniable I, I agree that was uh if that I think for me, that's one of the, my reasons why I love doing energy work on horses because they're so demonstrative. Yes. You know, humans are like, I don't know, should I, we're just so constricted so often. Yeah. Whereas the horses, they, they feel such a freedom to express themselves when there's that trust. I love that. You right. About the right. Trust you have. That's exactly it, right? If we can walk into different locations around the world and the trust is found in minutes. You see, you see trust can be different on every level. From the tribal foals, perhaps they wouldn't find it right away because they're in such fear of what could happen. They've lost their own land. They've lost their family. They've lost yeah. their freedom, their dignity, all of it that perhaps the Reiki can get through on the energy healing can, but if it doesn't, not to give up either, to realize, okay, I can send it to the highest good, to the highest good of this individual so that they, they feel loved and they feel encompassed that they're not alone. And I, I think we can all relate to that 
no matter where we are in the world. I have, you made me want to ask a question and yeah. with the tribal foals and those horses, do you feel like they've taken on, you know, we talked about systems in the first part of this interview. Have they taken on all that energy that you just spoke of before? It, it's a, you know, it's an interesting one because I've been around healers that believe that the Mustangs know it's their soul's calling to be rounded up. And I tend to disagree with that. I look at these babies having their feet ran off, these horses dying as they're being rounded up and, I, I, and they're running for their lives. So I'm not sure that they definitely signed up for that to be managed into extinction. I don't think they did, mm -hmm. just like so many others that have been rounded up and put into reservations, et cetera. So, so there is that piece to be mindful of these are innocent souls, innocent souls. Mm -hmm. Now, where once they get rounded up and depending on how that takes place, you see them shut down like anybody else because the loss is so great. So are they taking on the bigger picture, the energetic, energetics of this world? Right. With the babies, I think not. I think they're taking on the losses right in front of them with the babies right. because they're so innocent that thinking beyond and outside of what's occurring to them would be an, an awful lot to be thinking about they're trying to survive they're in survival mode mm -hmm. and so beyond that I'm not certain I feel like it's just survival when I look at bigger so let's look at a different category when we look at the equine coaching horses again did they choose this that's a great question you know they don't know what they're choosing it's like a therapist a therapist or a coach doesn't know what they're entering uh, until they've entered it and then they see how many cases they can deal with and what kind of cases and how much it weighs on them or doesn't and the same for these horses one could arguably come back with the most challenging challenging positions in the world for the horses right and you could say that's for an inventor or that's for a police horse but there's a piece of me that looks at therapy to go no that's the most challenging because none of them were equipped for therapy. None of them signed up for therapy. And so many people are misguided when they feel, well, my retired horse needs a job. Let's put him into therapy. Well, he might be missing his two grooms or the family he lived with for 25 years or the lifestyle he became accustomed wow. to. So it's not a given that horses just fall into that work. And then when they do, they don't know what five side sidewalkers are, you know, two sidewalkers and so on. They don't know that. They don't know how much the veteran or the, the cancer victim or the child abuse victim is actually going to speak to them at them or indeed reenact with them. They didn't know that or sign up for that just because the, the, the other thing is, call me on the soapbox there, Lisa. They, neither do they, um, you know, we're put into positions we're, we're good at. It doesn't matter if we're women or men. The employer often sees the talent and puts them there, even if you want it or not. And that's what happens with horses. They end up being good at a certain aspect and then they are used for that aspect and perhaps they wipe out. And for the last 10 years, nobody's really monitored how many horses get disease from it right. and manifest disease and the clearing and so on. So big picture, do I feel that they created a, 
a role as healers? Absolutely, undeniably. Absolutely. And then I feel that most humans are uneducated on it as to how to truly take care of them. Yeah, yeah. So I, I totally, totally agree with you. Wow. I mean, we could just go on and on as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I just thank you so much again for, for sharing your experiences. It's, it's really touched me. I'm sure that those of you who are listening and watching are, are touched as well. Again, you can look below and uh, see all of the wonderful opportunities that you have to work with Anna coming up. Thank you so much. I, I just really appreciate, appreciate you and all of your work. And um, I, It may not be the norm, but may I ask you one of your special experiences with horses and energy? One of my special experiences. Oh, I love this. I, actually, I thought of it when you were talking to me. Uh, there was a, I was working with a group and I was the facilitator and we were learning about, well, whatever we were learning about, all this kind of energy was coming up and up and up from the group because when we're there for five days, you know, there's a lot of stuff milling about and coming up. And uh, Kali, who was a, a retired race, racehorse, thoroughbred, who is just so magnificent and was not too far away, but you know, they're part of the group, regardless of how far away they are. So in that kind of environmental layer, he was so holding the space for us. It was so clear. And as people were coming and really having these amazing insights, he started doing uh, downward dogs. I was just blown away and he would, he started doing this and then he'd get up and he'd go back down. I mean, he was really doing yoga for us. Oh, I get chills when I think about it. And, I mean, and so unusual too. It's not really that you say, okay, I watch horses and they're doing downward dogs. They're really not. So you know, there's something magical in it when it's highly unusual and spontaneous right right I don't know maybe it's me one of my other horses when I did energy work on him did a downward dog that's so, not common it's not see no that's, that's amazing that's really lovely well it's something about a pranam remember yeah. when we were talking about the source and the divine wow. and and really just pranaming to that that's totally that was it that was what was happening we were just connected to the divine and this was how beautiful joining me so thank you for asking that oh, so that I could read it with a all right anna thank you again take care we'll thank see you, you. bye